6.15, the elastic that kept it suspended started to stretch, and at 6.30, the elastic snapped. Then you had just ten minutes as the orange ellipse plummeted out of view, and the next thing you knew it was night. You had to watch out for that in Manila. Ten minutes to catch a cab to the right side of town if you were on the wrong side. Like now, for example, Sean murmured as the red puddles blackened and disappeared. Miles from Ermita or any place he knew, holed up in a hotel that didn't know it was a hotel or had forgotten. No other guests. No aircon or even a fan. No lobby. Just a chair and a desk and a man downstairs with his t-shirt always rolled up to his chest and a belly like a brown boulder. A man who usually had a sweat-soaked cigarette tucked between his right ear and the stubble of his shaved head. A man who kept one hand permanently out of view and never returned Sean's smile simply slid his key toward him with a flick of the fingers. What sort of hotel had no other guests? Walking down the corridor, through the flickering pools of light where there were bulbs instead of hanging wires, Sean had noticed the quiet with growing confusion. He had also seen open doors, and through them, rooms without beds. Sometimes rooms without walls. Only a few wooden slats, the guts of the walls or the bones. And past the bones the neighboring room, equally bare and broken. Everything weird was the bottom line, and Sean had reached it quickly. Within an hour of his arrival, everything weird, every corner, every noise, every object. The telephone, sitting on his arthritic bedside table, it didn't work. Of course it didn't work. If the hotel management weren't bothered about missing walls, they were unlikely to care about telephones. But whether it worked or not, did it have to be so mysteriously burned? Cigarette burns, and not from carelessly held butts. These were in patterns, lines, and curls. These were the results of someone practicing their torturing skills. Sean had known it as surely as he'd known that the line would be dead, known it, but refused to accept it until he'd spent five minutes listening to the utter lack of dial tone, pushing the receiver button and jiggling the bass in the hope of provoking a little static. Sean had needed three tamazepam to get to sleep that first night and he'd read over the address he'd been given as compulsively as he'd smoked, examining the bit of paper for anything resembling an ambiguity. Screwing up his eyes, Sean had tried to read Alejandro Street as Alejandra Street, or Hotel Patai as Hotel Ratai. He'd tried even after the sleeping pills had dissolved his focus and his lips were too numb to pull on a cigarette. He'd tried in his sleep, his dream a liquid continuation of the preceding hours. So difficult to believe he was in the right place. Patai being Patai, difficult to believe. But he was in the right place. The next morning, Sean discovered that a note had been left at reception. Don Pepe's elaborate handwriting confirming their meeting at eight o'clock the coming night. A meeting that was now exactly sixty-eight minutes away, assuming the mestizo arrived on time. 2. At seven o'clock, Sean moved away from the window. Dark room to a light street, you see everything, but dark street to a light room, you see nothing, and everything sees you. So Sean moved away from the window and sat on his bed. He wasn't feeling good. The sun, the long afternoon on the low harbor wall, had left him drained and dehydrated, irritable if there had been anyone to be irritable with, jumpy seeing as he was alone, and the waiting didn't help. It made Sean tense at the best of times, hanging on someone else's arrival. 
In general, he organized meetings so that he was the one arriving, particularly in places where lack of punctuality was a source of national pride. But in this case, Sean had acquiesced to the arrangement on Pepe requested. Acquiesced in the way you acquiesce to a tank, requested in the way a tank requests you move out of its path. No, that wasn't quite right. Don Pepe was tank-like, only to the degree that he made Sean feel powerless. Past that, the similarity ended. He wasn't a large man, slighter than the average Filipino, and he didn't blunder or shout or even raise his voice. He just nodded and smiled and sapped your will like a hot bath. Sean sighed and lit a cigarette. Odd, nicotine. At the moment Sean had lit up, he'd been gazing vacantly into space. One drag on the cigarette and his gaze zoned straight to the peephole, straight like a zoom lens, nicotine clarity. The peephole was blocked. For some reason, there was a small steel plate screwed over it on the corridor side, and judging by the silver scratch marks...